Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Healing. Today we're going to be talking about karma. What is it, and how does it keep us repeating patterns, and what can we do to identify it and transform it? So it's going to be a great show. I'm Carol, and we have Atana with us and Saber with us. Hello, guys. Hey, everybody. Hello. Thank you. Hi, Saber. Hey, bud. How are you? <laughs> All's well here. So uh, let's just jump right in. Atana, Can what do you have to tell us about karma? What can we learn about karma today? Karma, the laws of karma. Well, action and response. Every action has a response in this universe. And, of course, what's happening um, with everything that has been done. And the karma concept comes from the Buddhist um, religion or Buddhist philosophy where everything that we experience in some way or form is a reaction of an action that we have done at a certain point in the past. And so it, it, is, a, it is a place and an, uh, and an understanding. Hello? Oh. All right. Is that better? Awesome. All right. Can everybody hear me? Much better yes, now. Sarah. Much better. Awesome. Awesome. Well, our karma, action, and reaction um, comes from the Buddhist uh, religion or Buddhist philosophy of everything. <laughs> oh, interesting. Hold on. Yeah. Let me put you in loudspeaker. Hello? Okay. All right. How is it now? Better. Better? Better, but as soon as you start talking, it goes in and out. Yeah, as soon as you start mentioning Buddhist concepts. (laughs) Yeah, so it comes from the Buddhist philosophy or Buddhist religion. Um, Every action has a reaction. Everything we do has a response and creates ripple waves in the different realities. So everything we think, everything we feel, everything we do has basically a response. Some of them are karma. These are basically the the worst or the bad deeds. And there's dharma. Dharma is so so called the um, the response for the good deeds, all the good stuff that we did in the past. Does it make sense? Okay, so the the karma are the are the unhealthy aspects. That's and dharma is yes. the good deeds. Okay, exactly, exactly. So we talk a whole lot more about karma than we do about dharma, though, don't we? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Karma is like all these all these bad experiences, um, all this bad stuff that we did in past lives, all these um, bad deeds that were done, and the response of that is basically karma. The good deeds that we did, that response, or the good action we are doing now is, is basically considered dharma. Can you repeat that last part? You got fuzzy again. Yeah, so the uh, the dharma is basically all the good deeds that we uh, that we repeated or that we that we did. 
Mm-hmm. And so the good actions are dharma, right? And so every time we get into a dharma setting, what's happening is we basically creating good karma or good fortune, so to speak. Oh, so that can build on. We can have more and more dharma. Exactly. But does that? What happens to the karma then? Does the karma dissipate as we increase our dharma? Yeah, the the more, for example, we step into our service and healing and support and transformation and also our um, being benign and, and being um, being healthy in our lives and supporting other people. So we're creating dharma that's basically neutralizing some karma from the past and creating good fortune or good dharma in in the um, in the future, good results or good return, so to speak. Think about karma as bad investments. You you go into the stock market and you're investing your good money in a in a bad business. And a bad business or, or company or corporation is not living up to what they're what they're told you to be. And so basically your return is it's being diminished or minimized. And so when you the more energy in terms of life force and action we have and we invest into these um, unhealthy uh, companies or um, actions, uh, the less, of course, the return comes in terms of the good return. Bad return, you can have a whole lot, but bad return is really diminishing more, taken away instead of, um, you know, enhancing or enriching your life. But at the end of the day, we're all going to be back into that oneness consciousness where we're all going to be one. And when that's going to happen, what's going to take place is we're going to be basically resolving any form of karma. Just by going back into the oneness? Well, yeah, by moving forward and and transforming it, right? I mean, obviously, once you realize you're dealing with bad karma, you do want to do something good to make... um, uh, to neutralize it, so to speak. I really love that view of it, Atana, because there's there's so many times that we talk about and just focus on our karma, right? Like, oh, it's karma, and I, you know, my karma is biting me in the rear, and I've got to work on my karma, and I've got to fix my karma. And um, sometimes it, maybe we get like really almost hyper-focused on looking at the bad stuff instead of taking a step back and saying, okay, well, uh, you know, I've got the karma, it's here, but I can also work on it, not just by looking at it, but by also, like, stepping into service. Exactly. And also by also being good to yourself and others and being, in, being a, a good healthy human being that supports others in their healing process, in their transformational process, and also being as harmless as possible. Okay. So that uh, requires consciousness, right? Yes, because you're going to be confronted with situations from the past that will trigger you behave the same way as you did in in your karma. And it will ask you, are you willing to do the change and behave 
apply yourself differently to the same action or are you going to do the same as you always did that created that karma? Because now it becomes a program, that karma becomes a program. And, you know, it actually it goes even further back to, um, to Hindu uh, societies, you know, where they had a caste system too, where specific uh, karma left you in a specific program of the caste system. And uh, in that system, it was obviously not so easy to come out. When there were the untouchables, they were not being able to really advance in the system, in, in, the, in the society. And it was a really, at the same time, it was a really good control system and control program because what you're going to do if you have bad karma and you can't change it, you know, it's going to be just repeating hell, hell every lifetime. And or, or obedience, you know, and so this is this is very powerful to understand that we can, even though karma is a is a concept and gives um, gives a meaning to actions that we don't really fully understand, it's also transformable. It's also changeable, and really, that's I'm urging you to focus on that instead of oh my god, that's just my karma and that's gonna be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's take a quick break and come and when we come back let's talk about that how we know when it's when to step into that change into that transformation. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. I am Anna and I have joined you today uh, right at a very crucial part to talk about karma. I think I was getting my own little bit this morning <laughs> as um, I was, uh, my phone wasn't working. So I think the karma was coming back to bite me. Atana, how, how are you, first of all? I am good. I am transformative and making it happen. How are you, beautiful being? I'm well. Let's talk about that transformational aspect. We have, we all have karma, and I think a lot of people are, are very confused by actually what it is and whether or not they can actually do anything with it. Tell us, can karma be transformed, and, and how does one go about doing that? Karma can be transformed, and the best way to do this is staying harmless in your life or um, being in a uh, frequency of service and healing. One of the fastest ways to transform it 
is support the healing of other beings. And that's so when you say fast. when you say support the healing of other beings, are you talking? How do you mean physically, energetically? What what does that look like? Yeah. Well, you basically you basically can start a step forward and support a person uh, moving forward in their well being, serving uh, other human being in in ways of energy healing. Um, mental healing, spiritual healing, physical healing, any form of healing really, and actually any form of service in that sense can also alleviate um, heavy karma, that service regard, uh, regarding towards healing, of course. You want to do, um, if you want to be on a fast track, you have to go into supporting um, the healing of other beings, um, you know, in the best way possible that you can do, that you feel you can handle. So if someone wants to go and donate their time down at the Lost Animals Home, is that yeah. also including the support of other beings? Oh, absolutely. Animals, uh, Mother Earth, uh, the planet, you know, any, any, really any being. And that, that can be a great service support um, that literally burns through karma. It, it transforms karma. And um, there is also. How, how, can you explain how it does that? For example, um, you know, see about, uh, let's say you're an energy healer and you're doing energy work on so many people and you're doing energy healing work on uh, so many beings to support them, remind them of their fullest potential. Or you are a coach and you remind them to fully step forward into the highest potential. Or you do also some pro bono work that's being helping people to step into their consciousness, you know. And there's many ways of service that you can do. You can even walk away, walk around the streets and pick up trash that could be service, you know. You could be also supporting uh, people in um, in just being kind to people. That even transforms karma. So uh, what we might do is we, we've got some guests with us today, one of them including Saber. Saber, good morning. Or for me, it's morning. Good afternoon to you. How are you? Beautiful. I'm fantastic. I'm so good. I'm so glad to be speaking with you all today. I have been waiting all week to chat with you all. Um, but I'd love to understand a little bit about your view of karma and how you've experienced it within your life or within your patient's life. And where do you see it showing up? What does, what does, it, what does karma look like to you? Well, here's a little joke for you. Karma used to be a girl's, like, twins that I knew in Catholic school, okay? And Karma was a real bitch, but Dharma was so nice. She was so great to me, so I like to hang out with Dharma more. And that's how I like to keep the two separate. <laughs> so remember, Dharma's the good twin and Karma's the bitchy twin. <laughs> Very good. I like that joke. So, 
tell us, what does karma look like to you? Actually, we might even talk a little bit about dharma, but what, how does that show up? What does that look like? How do people even know they're experiencing karma repeating itself? Well, I think that a lot of people, first of all, like to blame karma for the circumstances in their life. And so if we could right now really say out loud that even though I know that I'm an infinite being and that I've been here on Earth several thousands of times, it doesn't mean that I cannot transform my karmic deeds in an instant that I can change the course of time and the course of energy. As Tana was saying, there's this mystical, magical energy that not erases everything, but literally transforms it. It makes it grow, it makes it evolve, and it makes it get to where it needs to go. Um, almost like a figure eight symbol, it connects to the other side, and it, and it kind of releases itself, but it also rebirths itself at the same time, if you can understand that. Now that's a lot of information at one time. Um, but just recently, I feel, I feel as if I'm, I've been here so many times that I'm, I'm getting to a point where I'm almost done with this place. And I'm not saying that I think I'm so important that I'm an ascended being or I'm getting ascended and I'm getting to this higher place. I'm just saying that I feel like I've seen behind the curtain too many times, right? And I can see it, uh, what other people are going through. I can feel what they're going through. I understand what's happening. And so the past couple of weeks, uh, I've, been, I've been seeing these huge bells, and they almost look like, um, are you guys hearing that static in the back? I don't know what that no, is. No, I, yes. Okay. Um, so when I have these visions, it almost looks like a silo from a farm, and there's three of them, and they have an opening at the top, and every time I see, or I'm allowed to see these silos, I see myself almost at the top, ready to come out this little hole at the top of the bell or the silo, and I keep hearing, keep going, you're almost there, you're at level la la la, and you need to keep going. And so just recently, I got out the top. I came out of this window, and I am sitting there in space looking at these bells. And I'm thinking, okay, what now? So I hear in this voice, it says, there are 12 octaves, and you have to repeat the 12, and then you're finished. And so I'm not really sure what that means. I'm just putting that out there to the world, that there is some sort of pattern to this. And every day I'm saying, I'm done with this. I don't want to be part of this experience anymore. I want my powers back. I'm ready to be me again. And I'm not sure if that means like a goddess-like being or an angelic being or an ascended being. But I feel like a lot of us are going through this right now that we've been here so many times and we're here kind of like on call as doctors or, or um, healers of the planet. And we've been called in to help this existence and we're kind of like, we've already done this before, right? Why are we having to feel this again? It's because we're having to teach others 
that there is an end to this karmic process, right? And so don't get stuck in it. Don't get stuck that I cannot transform my life. I cannot transform my circumstances. I don't have the power to do it. You are anointed and you can do anything. And so once you realize that this earth is almost like a computer game, that you're stuck in a computer game and you're saying, I don't want to be part of this game anymore. I want to be part of a game that I enjoy, that I want to be part of. I do not want to be a slave to this anymore. And the more that you say that out loud, the bigger your energy gets. And the energy that Atana was talking about, that transformative energy, comes in and surrounds you and helps you. Wow, Ooh, that's, that's pretty a, cool. That took a lot of, yeah, that took a lot to get that out. <laughs> okay. Glad I got that on record somewhere. Okay. <laughs> got to come down from there. Got to come down from there. Um, well, that was pretty big. Um, I like the 12 uh, notes thing. I um, I wish mine was only 12. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm here. on the same hamster wheel every morning. <laughs> yes. And, you know, there's like little clues to that because I'm starting to just kind of understand more of, you know, what's hidden here and what's hidden there. And, you know, they always say the 12 apostles and um, things like that. So there's, there's notes and there's messages hidden probably from you and me to ourselves um, and the, the, you know, the gods and the goddesses giving us hints, you know, like leaving the breadcrumbs to get us through the forest. Um, to bring us safely home. Uh, but what I saw was some sort of um, machine-like uh, interpretation of what the matrix is or how it is encased, and um, you, you can get out of it. You can release yourself from it. And um, once I know more about that, I'll tell you, and I'll give you the, the goods on it, um, but I'm working on it myself. Good. We like that. <laughs> Do you know what? When I started working with you, Atana, um, you were really the first person that showed me word karma was repeating. And to me, that often looks like patterns, um, large patterns that I seem to be repeating again and again, um, which sometimes we're not even conscious to. And um, I'd love to give people a technique for recognizing those patterns how do people actually see them i mean some people they're just obvious they're like oh my god i, I date the same guy every single time but how what are some of the other bigger patterns that people should be looking out for well the pattern the bigger patterns that you want to look for is um what is interfering with you stepping into your power what is into your interfering for you stepping into your independence? What is interfering with you stepping into your happiness? What is these, these experiences that are looping and are repeating can be significant karmic patterns that once recognized, you can start working on them. You can start transforming them. Uh, but you can see them in terms also how are you applying yourself to a situation that should be the happiest situation and um, why are we still in moments that we feel 
uh, we can enjoy that success or why can't we enjoy this moment or why are we not feeling ourselves fully in that place and what is what is um, holding us back to be in this moment in this life because we often hold still uh, grief and pain from other lifetimes with us that in a normal situation you would say why why is that bothering you um, because of course it reminds you in a past life how you died for a person walking across the street it's like hey it's a great thing it's no problem but for somebody who got killed by a car walking across the street or a cart or an ox cart even they of course have a traumatic experience every time when they cross the street because they're re being reminded of that traumatic situation and it is very easy to spot when that should be in a moment where there is really no energy charge in it and all of a sudden you respond with a very powerful emotional charge to something that shouldn't even bother you right so like many get a really big feeling about something Exactly. And then, and repetitively, so for example, people um, are afraid of water. Um, maybe they're being drowned one, uh, one, uh, in a past life, or they're drowned, or they got tortured with water. Um, or they had a traumatic experience in a past life with water. And so this lifetime, they're super afraid of water. And uh, same with heights. Some people fell from high, tall buildings or areas. And they are super afraid of heights. And so, and all these phobias, some of the phobias coming from actually people got bit by snakes or spiders and died. And once you recognize this and you actually go dive into the depths of your being to recognize where these patterns originated from, you can start healing that trauma and you can even hold a, a spider in your hand without being afraid that that spider is going to do anything, especially when it's... Um, not being able to do anything. I mean, except like the, um, you know, like the brown recluse and uh, the dangerous spiders. Um, but ultimately, when you get to a place, <laughs> I was going to say, understand... there's, there's some spiders you just do not want to hold. I don't care how yeah. how comfortable you are. There are some spiders that you know are just off like limits. Just don't want to mess with it, you know. And, and the key really is getting to a place where we re recognize where did that originated from. Why are we still holding on to these patterns, you know? Mm, and that's really that's, that's really something to um, enhance your system because if that occupies space in you, you want to claim that space back so that you can ultimately utilize it for um, other frequencies, for other experiences. Yay, we love being able to do that. That is best. So what we're going to do, everybody, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to dive a little bit more into that. What can we do once we've freed up the space with the karma that we have? Stay tuned.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. I'm your host, Anna, and we are talking about karma. And karma can be, we all hear it, we've all heard jokes about karma. We have all heard, um, and I think most of us think of karma as being bad, but I guess it's also, as I'm listening, lessons that we have to learn um, or should be learning in our lifetime so we can move on to the next stage. Atana, once we actually do that, um, and we we realize these repeating patterns and we clear them using energy work for service, as you mentioned, being another really great way of doing that. Why is that important? You, you just mentioned briefly that it creates space. Can, can we just talk further a little bit about that? What is that space and, and why is that important? Well, the more space we have, the more we can experience life to the fullest. And the less space we have, the more we feel cornered or powerless or helpless because we're not using our fullest potential. And we're constantly basically running um, away from karmic patterns. Let's say somebody is afraid of the dark. Every time it turns dark, they're afraid of the dark and they just want to um, get away, turn the light on, not really enjoying the, the wisdom that's contained in the dark in the darkness, where new ideas, where depth of creativity really comes from. If you look at the dark earth and soil, that's where a lot of the nutrition um, comes for the plants and for the sprouts. So you do want to utilize these areas and um, experiences in life so that you can truly become more effective. Okay, that makes sense. We also have the lovely Carol here with us this week who introduced the show while I was somewhere in karmic land. Um, Carol, <laughs> I'm sure you've been doing a bit of talking about um, uh, a karma this morning already, but I'd love to hear about this creation of the space. This, as Atana was just saying, utilising that space to grow things. Why do you believe that is important and what have you seen happen for people when they shift these patterns? Well, I think a key to remember is like about moving on, moving forward. Uh, we talked about uh, recognizing when, uh, like when you look at something or experience something and it's uh, not bringing you the joy that maybe it should, and then, okay, so that's your time to say, what's going on here? And that's when a lot of people either don't understand what's happening or just want to, like, be stuck there. And always it comes around to, okay, where do we go from here? Like, move forward, transform the karma, transform whatever it is, uh, limiting patterns, whatever you want to call it. It's always about where do you want to be? Where do you want to be? You want to be in a place that you feel freer, that you feel lighter, that you feel happier, that you feel more connected to God, creator, source. And all of that comes by uh, transforming and clearing out the anything that's like, not fulfilling your life, anything within you that's taking up space that's not contributing to you feeling fulfilled. And so it's it's like always keeping your eyes on the prize. That's how I look at karma and how 
I remind myself to not get caught up in it. You know, like like uh, Saber was saying, like a lot of people just like blame their karma for their lot in life. And uh, like Atana was saying, you know, like there's this whole system sometimes where people felt like they couldn't move out of it. But it's it's just a kind of a report card, you know. It's like you say, okay, well, here's where I need to um, grow. Here's where I need to learn more. Here's where I need to focus. And um, if, say, for example, uh, you're feeling like you're in a situation that um, should be, like maybe you're in a relationship with somebody and everything on the outside looks like it should be happy and good, but the person still feels like a feeling of depression inside, then you want to explore relationships. Where where are your lessons in relationships? Where are your blind spots in relationships? How can you be more whole? How can you be more independent? How can you be more present in relationships? And energy work can provide all of that. Like the, the work that Atana has uh, taught us to do with sacred inner dialogue and our energy healing and the Atana method supports us to like navigate all of that into where it is you want to move on to, into that place of feeling more solid in your body, more fulfilled in your life where you can actually say, uh, I feel good about being here and being in this activity that I'm doing right now or in this relationship or in this job. So that's my key. That's what I always want to look at, you know, like how are we moving forward from this? Yeah, right. That's a really good takeaway key. And what's, what about for people that become aware of their karmic patterns? I mean, this has happened to me so many times. I've become aware of my karmic patterns. I've done something to get out of those karmic patterns. I get into something else that looks different, but but then again, it ends up being the same. Why does that happen? When you bring awareness to it, you take a different route of action and you still end up in the same place. Well, it's blind spots. Um, You know, they're, (laughs) they're there to, to be hidden from us. I mean, that's why they're called blind spots. So, We think we're employing our new strategies, right? Like, oh, I've learned this, and now I know. And so when I do this again in a different way, um, we feel like we've tackled it, right? Like, oh, I got that, figured it out, took the test. Now I'm going to, now I can do it. And then something comes in, you know, it's like, oh, well, here's level two. Oh, okay, I didn't know there was a level two. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, so you learn level two, but I like to see it as um, not that, like when you feel that it's come up again, like you were just referring to, it's like, oh, yeah. I thought I figured this out. Why is it coming up again? Yeah. So it's not that, that it's like you didn't figure it out. It's like you opened up a higher level of understanding. You know, not a regression or a falling back or a failing, but, okay, so you figured out the that level that you were on, and so you entered into the concept again, and when something showed up in your face that's like, oh, wow, it's like the same 
sort of pattern, but a little bit of a twist on it. It's like you've elevated up and now you're looking at it through the lens of the next level. And it looks a little bit different, but that's because we're multidimensional. So there's a little bit of a shift into, you know, like looking at it from a different angle. And then you learn that one and you adapt and eventually you just keep working on all the different angles until you're seeing the whole picture and you can see the whole the whole concept and move forward with it accordingly that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, it does. You know what else, though, is that, um, and I think this is a really important aspect, a lot of people then feel shame. That's where the shame comes in. So you might be trying to move through this karma but then you get stuck in shame and that can be I know for one that um and I'm sure we've all had this experience with family but my mum will say Anna you know haven't you learned anything blah 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 she'll she'll blame me and then this shame comes up around well yeah I should have learned that or I could have done that differently or, or why haven't I learned that part and then we can go into a whole lot of um, another story, another area that needs to be cleared out when when really that is not necessarily, that's what like the Buddhist call the second arrow, I guess, is it not? Well, and, and, you know, first let me say, you know, like that's a great time to do sacred inner dialogue is when you realize that any shame patterns have been triggered because they, that does have a tendency to pull you back, right? Pull you back down and make you feel small and limited again. And, um, you know, it's it's good for us to remember that we're all evolving on our own um, speed, right? On our own path, on our own speed. And so sometimes, you know, like they say with a, a person who's drowning, you know, like they'll pull you down with them if they're in their panic. And so if we're if everybody's evolving and waking up and moving and clearing their karma and moving towards you know being more in their dharma at different speeds then there's you might run into people in your um in your circle or in nearby that are at a different place that are like wanting to to pull you back into where they're at Sure. And that's next time my mum says that, next time my mum says that something like that to me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use Saber's line. Yeah, mum. <laughs> this is obviously your karma. It's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't confuse me with your karma, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, <laughs> that's like a really good thing to remember to to for like everyone, right? Like, and yeah. for us to remember, like, don't confuse somebody else with my karma and don't confuse me with your karma. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. We're going to take a, a quick ad break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more to Atana about karma.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. I'm your host, Anna, and we've been talking today to Atana and two beautiful guests that are with us every week, Carol and Sabre, who are both amazing energy healers in their own right. If you like what you've been hearing, if you want to learn more about the Atana method, the easiest way is just to Google Atana. It is not a common name. Atana, actually, you're the only person I've ever known with the name Atana. Um, <laughs> Google his name and you will find his work. Atana is prolific with what he offers out. Um, there is YouTube videos. Um, there's other Instagram um, things like Instagram, all the social media feeds. Atana creates and offers it all up for free. He has online courses. He has one-to-one appointments. He has group training. He has um, one month. He has incredible meditations. These meditations that you're doing now, Atana, look amazing with these crystal quartz helping heal the heal the earth. Atana is a musician and so much more. Just his work is is so powerful. And I, I just had a little story of my own to share this week. Um, I've been sharing with the listeners that I've been looking for a job and I have used my energy healing work across this period. And I've been practicing for a really long time, but I have used it steadily over this period. And, and sometimes I've been a bit anxious, um, but I've used the energy work to transform that. Anyway, Atana, I just wanted to tell you that um, I haven't shared this with you yet, that um, in our discussions, we were talking about finding a role that was going to suit me and where I was going to be welcomed and it was going to be a great experience. And I have to tell you, I started my new job this week and it has been all of that. You know, I've been given flowers. I've been sent welcome messages from all across um, Australia. I've been um, taken out to lunch. I've had people be so friendly and so nice. And I was laughing at that during the week thinking, this all has to do with doing my Atana healing method. And I just wanted to share that. <laughs> Well, well, I'm so happy for you, and you deserve it because you're working on it. Yeah, I am. I'm doing that work. So I don't really believe it has a big lot to do with that. Like, thank you, Atana. So if anybody else you're wants so to get access, just Google Atana's name or go to his website, which is atanamethod.com. Yeah, it's just dot, dot com. So, Atana, you've got some workshops coming up. You've got a, a crystal class at the end of this week, did you say? Yeah, I got a crystal class coming up this um, Friday at seven, and uh, seven central in uh, in Columbine Place in the Nashville Crystal Store, close to it. And then Tuesdays we have the crystal class in the other uh, location in the 804 Meridian location in um, East Nashville, and um, we just bumped it up and making two crystal classes a week now. Yeah, right. That's great. So it's more and more offerings for everybody to come along to. I just mentioned the quartz meditation. Just for everybody that hasn't seen that, I know I've mentioned it a few times before, but it is really quite a sight to behold. These crystals are enormous. What do these crystal meditations actually do? I start with a guided meditation to tune everybody in to work with the crystals and then the new crystals um, for the week is being presented and then we're gonna all have an experience with the crystal with the new crystal that's being uh, presented to us and then we're gonna start uh, working and meditating with it and also see what the qualities are and how it can support us enhance our lives 
Yeah, wow. So this is a good opportunity to come and move some of that karma that we all have. Exactly. (laughs) Come be of service not only to yourself but also to the planet through the qualities of these beautiful crystals. Okay, so um, what time are they, Tana, or is it just best to get onto your website to have a look? Um, It's it's about 7 p.m., around 7 p.m. People can come in, RSVP, or just jump in. And it's, uh, you know, everybody pays um, $10 they're going to get to keep the stone. And um, everybody who comes uh, has amazing experiences with the stones and also just diving deeper into the crystal consciousness because often we just don't know where to start. And when you have a group and we all start working and focusing together on a certain uh, way to access um, our systems and the crystals, it's, it's beautiful how that creates uh, coherence in all of the systems, of all of the energies present, and supports everybody to go deeper. Beautiful. We love that. So are there any particular crystals that can help with karma? So, I mean, if anyone wants to go down there this week and go to these crystal workshops, is there a particular crystal that they should be picking? Well, a good a good stone to understand past lives in general is a lapis lazuli. Lapis lazuli is this blue stone, dark blue stone that the Egyptians used uh, for eyeshadow. Lapis lazuli was found in the death mask of Tutankhamun, and also as in many different areas that are related to Egypt and also antiquity, because it was a powerful stone that was being utilized for. Um, many civilizations, even all the way back to Atlantis. And when you work with a lapis lazuli, it will help you to remember past life. Mm, wow. Yeah, you sent me the most beautiful piece of it. I've actually got it on my mantelpiece um, in the room where I meditate. It's a gorgeous stone. Yeah. So... Atama, I don't know if we've spoken much about Dharma. We've mentioned it a few times um, today. Can you just please help me understand a little bit further about what what is Dharma? Dharma is the is the good deeds that have been uh, recorded in in our systems and for the future. And uh, Dharma is all this all this goodness that we are that we did in this lifetime to support other beings and even just living um, I so to speak so to speak a harmless life you know where uh, you, where you were focused on service um, and where you really helped humanity and the overall enlightenment consciousness to be present to be expressed okay and so I'm a little bit confused about how that is different from oneness consciousness. Um, yes, that's a, that's a really good um, good understanding. Well, in the uh, in the oneness consciousness, all is one, including karma, including dharma, everything that is and everything that is not. Um, when you get into a oneness consciousness, you're basically uh, overriding. Um, the karma programming because you are in the awareness that all is one and everything has been done and experienced for a reason. 
and everything was required to be expressed at the time as it was expressed. And you're really not holding on to any programming, positive or negative. With oneness consciousness, you're bypassing the karma. Yeah, right. Okay. So just bypassing that altogether. Yes. And is that why you suggest spending time in meditation every day? Because it takes you out of those limiting karmic patterns to your true state? Yes, and it helps you it helps you also detach for a moment from the so called third dimension reality where we think this is only happening and important on this dimension and nothing else is. It reminds us when we go into meditation that there's many different layers and levels of our being that we haven't necessarily considered and that are outside the realm of this dimension, excuse me. And so we want to include that too into this reality. Okay. <sighs> Such big topics quite mind-boggling really when we think about it all um do you know what this conversation is going to have to draw to a close very soon unfortunately as i love speaking to you all every single week uh it actually kicks because it's, it's friday here for me i know it's thursday for you guys but it, it kicks my weekend off and i feel so energized after speaking with all of you i think you're all amazing so i just wanted to give each one of you an opportunity to say a last few words um, if you have any on karma so Sarah we're coming to you first lady I think I already put enough information out there for everyone I just want to say thank you <laughs> thank you for letting me be me I swear this is happening and someday they'll be like oh yeah yeah that's what happens and you know it's all good no problem but I have enough balls to say it on air that's for sure thank you God for that you crack me up. It's always good to have you here. Thank you, Sheila. Carol, we're coming to you. Have you got any last thoughts on this topic? I mean, karma is a, a pretty interesting topic or anything you'd like to say to our listeners. Well, I think a good thing to take away is to find a way to serve. That seemed to be the, you know, a good takeaway from this show. Find a way to serve in any way that brings joy to your heart. And you know, tune into the oneness consciousness. See if you can find that oneness in your heart and you'll bypass and transform your karma without even having to, like, get a, put it under a microscope. Yeah, that's good. I like that takeaway. Well, I mean, I've taken a lot away today. Um, I, I, I do agree with um, Carol that looking at that service, is such an easy way because I mean I, I guess um, there is so much to be of service to and so many ways to be of service from a, a good heart um, and the world needs a lot more of that and I'm also fascinated in what Sable was saying as, as well about how these visions come to her and she sees the world unfolding and, and the stages of life I find that um, quite inspiring Atana, what you say is both profound and really very mystical to me um, and very exciting as well that we, we have that power and control within each of us to be able to shift these patterns through the work like the Atana method because that also then empowers us 
Um, and you, that is really what the core of your work is. It's about self-worth, self-empowerment, believing um, and, and showing ourselves that we have the capacity for the change and transformation in our own lives. So, you know, I, I, do, I do think that even the offering up of, of this work is, is an incredible tool for people. I'm going to leave it to you to take it out today to say goodbye to our listeners. Atana, thank you. First, you're welcome. First of all, do not be afraid of karma. Don't be afraid of dharma either. Live your life the way that you need to live your life. Step into the oneness consciousness. Step into your awareness that all is one and everything is connected and united. Connect with that awareness that lies deep within you. Connect with your intuition, connect with your abilities, and know that you're always being given the right solutions at the right time. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for our sponsors. Thank you for Anna, Carol, and Wonderful Saver, and Dawn, our BBS radio show. And we are so grateful to see you again next week. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.